Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What's doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. <laughs> average bear. That's a, that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that... It's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. There, the, there, there's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all uh, all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Uh, um, in quantum in quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics. But you know how you know how you have a light switch. You have a light switch. Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time. What the fuck? That's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. If, Aaron, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> that's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck you. Never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop. So let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. Mm. Hey, boy. Coming at you live. Yeah. This is this is the big <laughs> show. Nice try, man. I'm gonna totally defuse that situation. <laughs> but, you know, I was like telling John, trying to create a snappy, like you know, after the. No, intro. I appreciate the intensity. I really, really do. Uh, so I listened to. I haven't listened to all y'all's podcasts, but I was trying to do is take your audio that y'all recorded and record it myself and then upload it. But my app that I'm using to record, like after two minutes, it just stops recording. And I, I think that's because the, the, the sound, the screen, um, you know, it, it can't, the phone just can't sit there and not do anything. Like it'll just lock. It'll so time out. I think I have to set it to not shut off and then record it that way. Um, and then I can upload it. So we're, we're an episode down for the week, but we'll we'll make up for it. We'll get it up there. Um, but I thought what I did here was a good start. I mean, you know. Yeah, me and John, I mean, other than the, the app crashing on me like it's been doing because, you know, it's Android. And I, I found that if I keep the screen on and uh, I keep, like, tapping it and keeping the app open, if the screen doesn't lock up, then the app won't crash. But when it goes into, like you said, if the, the screen times out, and the screen goes black, then it'll just crash on its own. But right. if I can just leave it leave it like this, then I'll be good. Um, so yeah, we we had a we have a good little bit of content between me and jo- John and I. Me and John, John and me. How do I say yeah. that? Uh, I, heard, I heard a little bit. You were talking about Robin Williams. So uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, celebrity deaths that shot you, 
And when I heard about that dude, that was that was pretty intense for me because I've always liked him. He's my he's my favorite actor. Uh, I'm just not a big fan. I know that we we don't like the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like chocolate. What motherfucker doesn't like chocolate? It's a percentage of the population that doesn't. It's the most craved substance in the world. There's some of us that 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 everybody's different. Damn it. <laughs> Your difference is wrong, and you're wrong. <laughs> Everything wrong. Yeah, no, I'm just being. Is John not uh, joining us tonight? He said his kid's acting up, so he's going to deal with him. And then as soon as okay. he's done, he'll he'll join in. Um, All right. Well, how are things going on your end? So far, so good, man. This is our second day in uh, Arizona. And yeah. uh, it's been nice. Uh, the weather's. It's crazy. I was telling John this the other day. I'm going to say it again, but it, it's it's weird because the temperature's low, and when the breeze hits you, it's cool. But the sun is like unforgiving. Like it just, it, you know, if you didn't have that cool breeze, it would be, yeah. you know, pretty warm. So How warm would it be? pretty. <laughs> you feel better now that you cut that shit out. <laughs> Uh, um, I'm going to have to put you on, on pause for a second because I'm going to order some food from Taco Bell. I haven't eaten dinner yet. You don't have to put it on pause. Just order the food. Yeah, all right, fine. I'll just do it right now over the internet. Hey, how's it going? Good. All right, thank you. Yeah, they're going to listen to me talking to you on the phone, and they're going to be sitting in there on their machine. Uh, who is this moron? Um, will you eat, do you eat Taco Bell, boy? You got any yeah. recommendations? They opened up a Taco Bell down the road from our house just recently. It's real good. Okay. Yeah, the audience is going to get a taste for what I prefer. All right. Um, let me see. They really don't. The power burrito menu. <laughs> What's a power burrito? Uh, oh, there's the power menu. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, so chalupas. And then the taco, the five-layer burrito. I don't really like the five-layer burritos myself. I don't like a lot of sour cream and crap and what yeah. I deliver. Um, no, I don't like sour cream either, but I usually get the five layer. Just no yeah, sour cream. I've gotten it for you when I used to work for Taco Bell. Those are the good old days, huh? Yeah, yeah the good old days where I get you a giant, uh, what you call it? Oh, okay. May I have, please, the number 10? Uh, with a Dr. Pepper. And can you take the spicy ranch off of that? Uh, could you make those tacos, the Doritos Locos tacos? I'll pay for it. And then mild sauce in the bag, if you don't mind. Did you want all of them? Yes, please. The both of them. Yeah. If you can. Appreciate you. You got about five cars sitting out here, man. (laughs) Are they busy? Uh, Man, as soon as I pulled up, like five cars followed in behind me. And you know, I noticed that when I worked at Taco Bell, most people... They don't plan to go to Taco Bell. They make an impulsive decision. They see other people there, and then they decide to go. Yeah, I always, I always chalked it up to the traffic lights. Like when you know everybody's trying to get there, but they're all stopping. Yeah, the light, red light and they all come in at once. Yep. So the good old days Shane was talking about was when uh, I worked for Taco Bell. I put on twenty pounds working at that place. He would, uh, he would come by to pick me up, and he would come through the drive-through. He's like, "Hey, man, 
Give me. <laughs> I'm here to pick you up. Give me a large drink. Okay, come on, dude. You're coming on on the radio. People can hear you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Give me a free yeah. drink and a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are the college days, man. Times yeah, tough. man, I had to eat something. <laughs> Times are tough. Yeah, get some ramen noodles in your life. Yeah, I got sick of them. I can't eat them no more. <laughs> All right, let me pay real fast, man. Sorry, I was on the phone the whole time. That's okay, sir. I got the phone to be 914 today, sir. I uh, appreciate you. Y'all doing all right tonight? We have our first uh, big beef and guest. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it, when you got all that heat, those grills going at the same time. I used to work for Taco Bell when I was in high school. Oh, you did? Yeah, frying those potatoes for those stupid potato burritos. I hated that. <laughs> and, you know, they took it away, but the, the beefy potato burrito was probably my favorite thing because you get that cheese on it. And I just put all kinds of cheese. I mean, they had to tell me to stop making it myself because I was wasting so much food. <laughs> You hear that, Shane? I used to have to stop making my own food because I was putting too much food in it. <laughs> Thank you. You still there? Yeah, I'm listening. I didn't want to interrupt. Well, we're on the air, man. You can't have dead air right now. No, we Sorry. don't have the dead air. You're ordering your meal. Yeah, they're just going to listen to me paying for my food at Taco Bell. <laughs> Roger's over here in the corner looking at me all weird. He's quiet, staring at me. What not the heck is going on? Not used to it. I don't know. He's in the zone. <laughs> yeah, I remember we, um, I went over there, and he was laying on the mat. This is before he was crawling. I laid down next to him, and he just looked at me like, I don't know what you are. You know, he just had this face like, what is this? What's this next to me? And uh, he reached out and he grabbed my nose. <laughs> he just grabbed it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Sarah's cousin, he's here, and he's got two boys. And the older one, Roger, like, anytime he tries to walk by, him, Roger's like, uh-huh, he's got two. And uh, Roger, anytime his oldest one walks by, Roger, like, leaps onto him and, like, will grab him and pull his hair and pinch him and <laughs> grab his leg. And you know, that, like, that whole stereotype that baby boys are rough or boys as children are rough, that's true. Yeah. No, Logan I mean, beats me up every time he sees me. And there's another girl that I used to go to church with, and whenever I see her out in town and she's got her son, he beats me up too. He pushed my head into a table the other day. <laughs> wasn't there a girl that bit you back in pre-K or Head Start? Um, and, and when we were at Head Start, uh, a girl stepped next to me. And for some reason, she just wanted to hurt me because she would, like, every five minutes just reach over and pinch me during nap time. It just <laughs> would be like I – would, I would be facing the other way, and she would go, Aaron. And I'd roll over, and she just had the meanest look on her face. She'd reach over and pinch the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts, too, man. She was a big girl. She had big hands. <laughs> what would you say when it happened? Ow, stop doing that. Thank you, y'all. Have a nice Yeah, that crap hurt, man. <laughs> Heck not. Y'all called, called her the pincher woman? Uh, you called her that. <laughs> that because I told you what she was doing. You were making fun of me. <laughs> what did I say? Ah, the pinch woman's going to get you tomorrow, boy. <laughs> 
something like that. Yeah. Well, you about to eat your burrito? No, I'm not. I'm in the car. I'm driving, bro. I ain't going to fucking have the phone on and eat my burrito and drive. <laughs> did you get a, Did you get a drink? That's the American way. Yeah, it's in my center console. Oh. Yeah. Can you imagine what it was like before all these innovations came into all these vehicles? Like, you know, back in the, in the, the 1940s, I guarantee you they didn't have cup holders in these cars. Well, they didn't have air conditioning. I mean, think of that. You know? <laughs> hey, like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hot. You know? And, you know, scientific research has proven that in, um, in what's the word, uh, inclement weather conditions, people are more angry. So when it's hot, people are angry. When it's really cold, people are angry. When it's bad weather like rain, a lot of rain, people are angry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, especially nowadays. You consider that the temperature's, uh, you know, rising, that people are getting, uh, especially online, the outrage, the social outrage is pretty common. Social outrage is over what? Everything. Oh, yeah, everybody's so quick to just jump down somebody's throat. Speaking of that, um, did you find someone to, to jump in on the conversation? Oh, the flat earther? Well, before I reach out to this guy, I got to I got to listen to his show because I don't want to come across as you know being a jerk. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to get somebody on because they're immediately gonna be defensive, you know. And yeah, and I don't. I know you have some some concerns that are well founded, but I I want to try to grease the wheels a little bit too and say that you're not gonna catch any of that for myself. Oh, so I, I, want this, I want this guy to come on the show and. And I, I just want to present some some research that I've looked into that dis, that discredits it. I just I just want to present the evidence. I don't want to try to change his mind. Well, this guy. Hold on a second. Uh, great show tonight, folks. Hope you're entertained. <laughs> Everybody pausing and stopping and talking to everybody. <laughs> okay. Oh. And let me let me explain to the listeners here that Roger is typically a happy baby. I like that. He's uh, he's always smiling. Oh boy, everybody! I can't really hear that, but all right. He uh, hold on a second. So he table and uh there was sarah's makeup mirror was on there and he reached out and uh was leaning on it and he tipped it over and it fell back and hit him in the head ow well that's why he got that's why he was crying okay because i and i looked over and i saw him and i was like this is gonna fall it's gonna fall right over on him Okay. You didn't stop it. You're just going to let him do it. <laughs> well, he's got to learn somehow not to do stuff that's going to hurt him. <laughs> well, I think he was just, well, he, see, it was kind of weird because he was sitting over here being quiet, just watching. And I was like, you know, he's about to do something bad. I'm sure that's what he's thinking. Oh, yeah. That's all it takes, man. That's all it takes. So, yeah, Sarah came in here and got him, probably thinking, well, I guess Shane's going to do his podcast, not raise his son. 
Now I got to do it. <laughs> Would she say something like that? No. <laughs> I'm sensing a source of contention right now. <laughs> no, but you know, you know how it is, man, with chicks. They, you know, if you, if you, it's about. Do you hear you right now, man? You're putting your fucking nails in your own coffin. No, but I mean, I'm just talking about in general. You know, some chicks they they want you to pay attention solely to them and nothing else. Oh man! So when I lived with Michael Ponce and his wife, oh, it was bad. Every time I would see her walk past him and he was playing a game, she would just look at him like, <sighs> "Yeah, I can't stand <laughs> playing a video game and not spending time with me." I'm like Jesus Christ, dude! This has been going on for years. And well, see, in my situation's unique because Sarah's actually a gamer, so she'll actually play too. Yeah, and, and Ponce has tried to get his wife to do that with him. It just hasn't really taken. Well, and the thing is, is that, like, sometimes I'll pick up a book and I'll start reading it. And when I read it, I want to read it. I want to get it done. So I'll be reading it, like, nonstop, just trying to get it finished. And Sarah will be like, put that book down. Like, damn, you know, I can just read. <laughs> I, I maybe read, like, a book a year, man, if, if that. I barely even get that in. Like, like a well, book Why not? Um, I just don't have the time. I mean, I'd rather do other oh. things. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. You know, you sit there, if you think about it, you know, you work 40 hours a week, okay? And then, so you got the weekends and you got the nights. Well, you know, when you cross the, when you count for traveling and eating dinner, and then, you know, you only have a couple hours to like watch a show or something. And now we got this podcast, that's an hour. And, um, you know, if we do any homework on the podcast, that can eat up some time. Or if we got Yeah, I spent three hours watching the fucking Karate Kid. Yeah, you know, so that. that I want that time fine. back, man. I want that fucking time back. It's a good movie. What's the problem? I don't get it. It's a good movie. It's an hour and a half long. But it's a good movie. Like, you know, I've seen it a bunch of times. It's enjoyable. A bunch of times? A bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Welcome to General Pimentel. All right. How we doing, guys? JP Rizzle. What's yeah. the dizzle? Uh, what's going to happen right now? We're making a left turn, guys, on the front street. Left turn, guys. Left hey, turn. We, got a, we got front street coming up. Oh, yeah, All right, let's get it. Front, Let's leave that at the left. Uh, Shane, what do you see on, on Front Street? Um, but okay, you're, you're wanting me to do a Front Street? Oh, you don't have nothing? John just jumps in his fucking takes control. We ain't even ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was listening to y'all's podcast, and y'all had that segment that was Front Street segment. Um, and Aaron, Aaron well, put his employer... You have a reference. You have no frame of reference, Shane. You're like a child who walks into the middle of a movie. <laughs> I guess I need to put Aaron on Front Street. Oh, yeah. What did I do? Why do I left? Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. no that's nothing. All right, so let's lean out the right then. Aaron, what do you see on Front Street? Right at the right. Oh, so, okay. So, uh, putting somebody on Front Street. Um, my uh, roommate, and I found this out here recently. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm not going to drop his name, but for the longest time I was paying rent for my room and for another room in my house. And, um, I took on that financial burden because at first, uh, the guy I was living with took a job in Michigan and I, d I don't have any hard feelings about him taking that job. He's trying to advance his career and have, uh, you know, provide for his family and have a successful job lined out for him. The place that he was working at, just things got real toxic. So he had to leave. Well, the job offer he had was in Michigan. So he took it cool. I'll find another place to live. It's not hard. I found this place in Waco. I had lived here previously and I signed up and I said, Hey guys, let me move back in there. I need a place to go. The process was easy. 
I signed a freaking contract with this lady. She took down my information. I paid. I moved in. Bam. So we had issues after about the second month because nobody wanted to move into this house. We typically recruit from a church that's nearby and they've got a lot of people, but they all wanted apartments near Baylor's. That's where everybody that's moving to Waco wants to go. And we're not near Baylor. So we struggled. We struggled. And then for about four or five months, I'm paying for this empty room that nobody's moving into. And I asked, I said, Hey guys, it would really help me. Cause I asked the guy that was living with me. I said, it would really help me if you could just give me something to go towards this rent payment I'm, I'm paying on my own because not only am I paying $700 for this rent, all the utilities get taken out in my name and you guys have to pay me back after they've already been paid. So that means for one of my checks, I ain't got shit until y'all pay me and y'all don't pay me on time. Y'all always pay me like two or three days after. So for two or three days, I ain't got no fucking money at all. And I asked him, you know, to his face and he's like, no, I don't have it, man. I can't give it to you. And what do I find out like a couple of months later that the whole time he's had a job, he's made money. He's been putting it back to buy new clothes, to fucking pay for uh, payments. No, his insurance on his car to get it upgraded and to take this girl out on dates so he could afford the dinners. That's why he couldn't afford to, to help me out. Instead, I'm over here pinching pennies, barely squeaking by so that we could all live in this fucking house. I'm paying for all the cleaning supplies. I'm paying for all the trash bags for the trash cans. I'm taking the trash out. I've used my own electric weed eater. Weed eating the grass. I'm taking care of the yard. I'm doing all this shit on my own and he can't even afford to help me pay for some of the rent that I'm taking on by myself. You're, so, you're, man, you're ready for your own house, Aaron. You're ready for your own place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when December came around and after this one clown not only stiffed me for the rent, but also I had his friends break into my fucking house and steal $600 worth of my property. I said, I got to get the fuck out of here. So when, when May when May comes, man, I'm gone. And I don't care where I'm going. The man, I'm, I'm, you would stay there, though, for your job, right? Uh, I don't know. And, and when, May, when May hits it, if I don't have a place to go, then I'm moving the fuck out of Waco and I'm going somewhere else. Do you know that uh, Lyft will let you uh, use one of their cars and you can drive people around? Uh, my car's a 2002 model. You got to be like a 10 year. No, they'll let you drive one of theirs. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to just drive, you know, and, and make barely enough money to get by driving a car. Oh, no, this guy's pretty good. Does, uh, Lyft and um, Uber. He does that for for living. That's what he does. He drives people around, you know. It's his thing. Is that the only source of income? That's his, well, his wife works too, but he, that's what he does. He drives. So that's, that's what I'm saying. I was, I, at one point, I had three jobs. That lasted for about two weeks. And then I moved down to just two jobs. But even working two jobs, I would go home, sleep for four hours, get up, and go to work. I never had a day off. And yeah. I, yeah, it, that, that was hard for me to maintain, man. I got I to tell you, I'm not 21 anymore. Okay. How old are you? You know how fucking old I am. You don't know how old I am? 31? Yeah, I'm 31. Oh, Front Street was right. a punk street right there. That's a rough street right there on the right side. Front Street. Well, I mean, you know, at some point, Aaron, you got you got to cut people off. You know, Aaron's expecting that somebody's going to hold up to the deal. They don't they're not going to hold up to shit, man. Not these people. And that's why I'm I'm moving the hell out of here. I'm 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 going to get my own place and if it's here in Waco then fine. If it ain't then I'll go wherever the fuck I can. I don't care. You should have put that dude to small claims court. 
Uh, so yeah, he owed ended up owing me about eleven hundred bucks. But the 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 point I didn't see in that was that um, even if I did, the judge will order him to pay, and if he doesn't pay, he'll incur more fines and jail time. He's not going to pay anyways, and so he's just going to get set further and further back. He'll end up paying the courts in the state or the county or whoever before I ever see any money. So all I feel better about is that he's he went to jail for a little while. I'm never going to get the money back. And so I'll go through all of this, this heartache and all of this frustration and all of this paperwork and all these court appearances just for him to never even pay me anyway. Yeah, but at least it'll make his life more miserable. And what does that, what does that do for the, the greater good, Shane? Nothing. I don't think we were acting for the greater good. You said you were concerned about your, your your heartache and your turmoil and all that shit. So yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cause somebody equal amounts or more misery just because they caused me misery. That's petty. It'll make you feel better. No, <laughs> you feel better. Yeah, you, you feel a lot better. <laughs> oh, so that's why we have the legal system. It's because feelings. Yeah. yeah feelings. Shit. It's not about justice. Well, the the legal system's job is to make you whole again when somebody. Uh, you know, injures you in some way or, you know, with property or that kind of stuff. And, you know, you can use, you can use, you can use the tool, but you don't have to use it. I'm just, you know, obviously you didn't hear, but I'm just saying that recourse is available to you. Yeah, I'm good. You could probably still do it now if you wanted to. I think you still got time. No, it's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it not to get any money. If he if he had the money and he could pay me, that'd be one thing. But he ain't got it. Well, maybe that lawsuit is scaring him. In there. He can't get credit. He can't move in anywhere if he's got a lawsuit. Yeah, that's not gonna help me. But what I'm saying is, is setting someone further and further back is not gonna put me any closer to getting the money that he owes me. So why even try? You know, mom did that with dad, and he ended up getting set back further and further, and he got to where he couldn't pay, and the state just ended up taking all of his money. Well, and his situation was a little bit different um, because but what the, he would do is he would only work at a job long enough to where uh, yeah. before they would know, before the attorney general would realize he's working there. And the first time they took money out of his check, he quit that job and go to a different one. So if the same scenario happened with this individual, he would do the same thing. Uh, my dad, he was a construction worker to avoid uh, being found. Yeah, ours too. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a pretty common uh, practice to do. Yeah, he was just, yeah. just, he's just working construction, you know, in Virginia. So, good time, good time. Hey, uh, we'll go back to the other side. Hey, uh, Shane, uh, not wanting to help me out, he'd rather help himself. Hey, anything on the left side now, Shane? You got anything? You got well, anything? I was going to say, uh, you missed earlier, Aaron. Uh, very captivating moment. He ordered uh, his meal from uh, Taco Bell, uh-huh. and we got it all on air. Oh, okay. Well, that's gonna be some real, you know, entertaining for the fans. It's uh, it's high that's quality. exactly what I said, man. <laughs> the, the the drive-through ladies, our first guest host. All right, our hey, first guest you know? person. <laughs> oh, so so, well, how did go, Shane? Did the guy email you back the um the uh, flat earther? No, I got to listen to his uh, podcast first, so I can sound legit before i send him a message i'm about to though well um, I, I yeah want... i agree with you like listen to like well i would skip shane i would like listen to five minutes skip halfway through the five like i wouldn't listen to the whole damn thing just just listen no. to know he's crazy or not 
Yeah, well, and just enough to where I can say, if he asks me any questions, I can say that, you know, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I heard you talking about this, and I, I thought that was interesting, and I'd like to have you on my show, and then we can okay, we can do a swap, or you okay. come on our show, and then we can go on your show, and, and you know, we'll, we'll bring each other more listeners by, by putting our skills together. I'll let you and Aaron uh, send the email, because mine will just be some, some, some simple little thing. Hey, we heard you. Come and talk about your stupid shit on our show. <laughs> well, that's all I was trying to say. I emailed him last, you know, like, like very last we to leave. All right, so that's how long you've been batshit crazy, you know? Yeah, that's not a good way to lead off from the uh, the interview. I mean, I think if we want to know what flat earthing is about, if we want to know it, you know, and we want to try to understand it, uh-huh. we have to treat it as, as if it's oh, serious. I, I know, oh. Yeah, you know, I, I, and I told Shane that I was not going to horse around if he comes onto the show. I'm going to make a commitment to be academic, open minded. We're going to be open minded. Listen to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to hear what the, I want to hear what they have to say. I, I, I hear feel the, I feel like y'all get frustrated before I will. You know, so like, hey, I'm going to stop you right now, man. That's bullshit. The only thing you say the whole time is bullshit. Well, and that's the thing, you know, that, the podcast could end up in flames. I mean, it could be a fucking sinking ship. If, if we're not respectful to someone's views and everything. Oh, John, the other night, um, I think it was last night. Uh, hold on a second. Let Aaron get out of his car or whatever he's doing. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, but are you, are you getting some some uh, utensils or something? No, I'm unwrapping the wrapping paper. Uh, ne- next to your phone? <laughs> the phone's on the freaking table, man. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Lose the attitude. How about that? Damn. Lose the attitude. I used to do Daniel all the time. When Daniel did something, oh, you want to lose the attitude, Daniel? No? No? Are you done? No? Are you done? No, I'm not done. Are you done? No, I'm not done. <laughs> and Daniel just gets, he goes from zero to 100 so fast. <laughs> if, you, if you just catch him on the wrong day, you can get Daniel that quickly, you know? I saw Daniel uh, rocking that pimp coat, man. Shit looks hilarious. Oh, man, dude. I thought. Daniel on Front Street right now. Oh, man. Man, Daniel. Oh, man. I can go so long with Daniel, but then y'all just laugh at it. Y'all think Daniel, think Daniel does. It's hilarious. You know? Yeah, well, he's, he's funny. He uh, tortures me half my childhood, but it's funny to y'all. You know, just beat the shit out of me. <laughs> You know, surprising me, hitting me, knocking me down, you know, wrapping me up just so he can beat me up, you know. Just, just love doing that stuff. Laughing at me because he think it's funny, you know. Just poking me with sticks because he watched um, the, the, the Lord of Flies, the pig. Dale used to run at me and, and scream like a pig and poke at me. It would hurt so bad because he didn't do it gently. He, like, stabbed me. Like, if it was fear, I'd be dead. He stabbed that hard into me. But, you know, like that. Y'all laugh at it. I remember that stuff hurt bad. It hurt so bad when Dale was laughing. Like, it's funny, boy. It's funny. It's funny. I'm just dying. Ow! Ow! <laughs> it, took my mom, it took my mom going out there saying, Dale, Stop it! But it's funny, mom. But it's funny. <laughs> Just keep on doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I lived with, you know. I'm just trying to live his life. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and Shane, that was, that's some big old uh, wicker brooch. That's them little thin ones with the um, the little thin metal ones. No, that's some big ass thick metal, big old thick ass metal wood ones. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's funny. 
But, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what, what were you saying, Shane? Before I took over that. Well, the, last night in the podcast, John, about halfway into it, like there was this loud noise, and I, I was listening to. It, I was like, "What the hell?" I, I didn't catch it when we were talking, but something happened. Did you drop something, or did you fall? Or no, Jonathan was awake, and he 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 loves playing with my coin collection. So I, when I was turned around, he grabbed the coin collection, he dumped it all out. But oh, the, but the thing with that saying is, you heard that saying because I found out why y'all can't hear me softly on my phone. It's because my phone had either got too hot or too cold, and the the plastic shifted, and it was covering covering up my microphone. Oh, so well, there you go. <laughs> so when I, so I I got some error and I blew it out, got all the dirt out and everything. I took the old one off, and like here you go. Now you hear everything around me, you know. Yeah. No, I heard that. I didn't hear it when we were talking, but when I was going back listening to it, and I was like, what the hell just happened here? Yeah, that, that's what it was. You know, he he was running around playing. You know, he didn't want to go to sleep. I was like, okay, you can play with me, Bubba. And the whole time I was listening to the podcast this morning, I'm like, damn, I hear that. And I'm mad about it. I'm like, man, I hear Bubba. I like, totally unprofessional. I hear my son just running around playing, pick me up, <laughs> down. You know, like, man, Bubba, totally unprofessional around here. Pod, podcasting's tough. There's no lie about it. It's, now, a, it's oh, a hard thing to. Uh, quick side note, Shane. I was at lunch, right, and I was going back to work. I shit you not, Shane and Aaron. I'm walking back in. This guy's standing by his car, drinking a a, 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 a cooler. I like and Aaron in there like that. I'm sorry, but uh, I saw. Well, I keep. I keep. I, I, I keep. I don't know why I point people's names. I could say, "Hey, guys, real one," but I always say someone's name. But I'm going back into work. And the guy goes, hey, come on over, man. Have, have a beer with me. Have a beer with you? Like, have, have a beer. Come on. I got a whole cooler. Come on. Let's start drinking. I'm like, I don't even know you. <laughs> you have a park parking lot, man. You want to crack a cold one right here from the middle of the parking lot, you know. Well, did you do it? No, Shane. I didn't crack a beer open with a random stranger, you know. I think I learned don't take candy from a stranger, but beer's okay. You know, I mean, <laughs> if the can is closed, if it's a sealed can. Well, Shane, that doesn't mean that he could have he done something, Shane, to that can. What was he going to do? Is he going to rob you after you take a beer? I don't know, Shane. I don't know what he was going to do. But I know I wouldn't feel comfortable just taking a random beer from a stranger and drinking it. Some people don't like drinking alone. You well, know? I'm at lunch. I, I'm about to go back inside. I can't drink. I can chug one down and have a conversation. And you know. Oh, what if he was somebody from the inside trying to catch one of y'all drinking? Oh man, that'd be the, that'd be the shit right there, Shane. Man, that'd be crazy. Well, we get you drinking. Yep. Like what? Yeah, undercover guy, get you drinking. Wait, that's isn't that, what's that called, Shane? That's called entrapment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the <laughs> the way you word it. It could be entrapment, yes, but in that situation, it may not be because if you actually drink, then fault for drinking. <laughs> well, see, there you go. <laughs> I, I ain't go, but yo, know, Shane, I ain't gonna lie, Shane, that. Those cans look cold. They had a little frost on it. Made it look good, though. I'm like, no, sir, sorry. So I got good cold, man. I'm like, no, I'm good. Got to get back inside, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> so I have a cold, frosty brew. Man, it looked bad. But, um, One man. of my coworkers drinks on lunch every day. So what? One of my coworkers, he has a beer on lunch every day. He has a beer. He has a 40. Well, What's he say while he's drinking it? I'm not always with him, but sometimes I am. Well, is is that wrong, Shane? By a legal standpoint, if you're on lunch, you're off the clock. But it, it, it's only illegal if you get intoxicated, right? And go back to work, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it depends on your employer's policy, but as far as like legally, I mean, if you're operating any heavy machinery or something like that, then yeah, that could be a so, crime. Especially with Aaron. But Aaron, your job is is dangerous. I would think drinking would be a horrible thing for him. He doesn't do my job. I'm the only one that does it. Okay, well, you know, you took a but hey, Aaron, when you got when you got uh hurt, they made you take a drug test, right? <laughs> They took a blood sample, but I don't know if they, they drug tested it. I'm, I'm sure that's what they did. They a drug test, and then, you know, the blood sample, they just take some pee? What, they need to take a blood sample? You can get more. You can get you can get better results with a blood test. Damn. You know, <laughs> here's your drug test. You can, measure, you can measure for more things. You can measure for the blood alcohol content, and you can do drugs as well. But they're more expensive. Well... And they're more invasive. They're sticking a needle in your arm. So, I mean, it's not like you're actually just, you know, peeing in a cup or something like that. Oh, that, that reminds me, Shane. Um, that young lady that was on a Fuller House, she has been terminated. She has officially been fired from the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, I just saw that on the news tonight. Yeah. That she uh, she got fired, the uh, Full House lady. Yep. Oh, I mean, that's, you know, justice is served, I guess. Well, if, I, if, uh, that's, it's so weird, though, Shane. Like, like man, she's breaking... Federal law, like oh yeah, yeah, that's embezzlement and fraud and uh, money laundering. I'm like, what? Like shit! I thought you were just sliding a check to somebody. I didn't know it was all that. You know. Oh, you gotta think, man. She spent five hundred million on that. Imagine what you could do with five hundred million. I mean, just think about it for a second. See, John, I told you, Shane cannot live on two million dollars for the rest of his life because he's always gonna want more. <laughs> but I'm saying, yeah, we think with five hundred million though. I mean, just that that number to us is almost unimaginable. Like, that's so much wealth that we can't even picture it. And this lady goes out and just spends it on one one thing. Her kid, yeah. Well, you, but you know, when do you reach that level saying, well, you're supposed to go as a parent, son or daughter, come on. I'm sorry to get in. Try something else. If I really want to go there, well, you're not smart enough. <laughs> I hope it doesn't work <laughs> like that, but, you know. Well, yeah, that's, you should want to. If you were if you were talented enough to where you could build up, you know, wealth of five hundred million, you, you would think that you would want your kids to be able to get similar traits instead of you spending your money to pay their way too, you know. If nobody gave you five hundred million, what's the point in you giving somebody five hundred million? You know what I mean? I mean that's you're not you're not gonna teach them anything that way. You can. What about Shane, the um what about the red uh, purple gorilla story where the dad gives the son the family business and he becomes wildly successful? Okay. Um, that, that, that story, the guy was taking a vacation. Right? No, I thought he gave it to his kids in his will. He, he did what? It, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. I'm saying it's a case-by-case basis. Some kids give them a better uh, a better start, and they'll make something of themselves. Some kids you give them a better start, and they'll piss it away. Well, yeah, I don't know though. It still seems kind of shady that you know if your if your parents are super rich, then you're going to be super rich, and you don't have to do anything. You know, uh, Warren Buffett's setting that up for his generation. He's building a dynasty. That's like the I know Bernie Sanders. He's beating a dead horse. He's always going after the Waltons, but the Waltons, you know, they're the great grandkids of Sam Walton are, are millionaires, you know, and they don't have to do nothing. I think the, yep. I think the, I think the billionaires. 
Yeah, no, the family. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the Walton's wealth, and so Bernie Sanders is always coming after him. You know, it's not fair. You shouldn't have that much. And it's like, well, at the same time, though, everybody goes to their stores. So well, I mean, if nobody went to their stores, then it, they wouldn't have that much. It's money. hard to say, Shane. What you would do with that much money? All right, Shane, you you accumulated five billion dollars. What are you going to do with it? Well, I guess I can. You know, what are you going to do with that, Shane? You can't take it with you. You know. You gonna start? I mean, if you foundation, leads them to Roger. Uh, you know, you built a dynasty with it. You set it up for all your future generations. You tell them, Roger. Yeah. Tell them. Didn't they say that uh, that Amazon guy Bezos isn't he trying to find out a way to become immortal? Like, yeah, isn't he trying to find. Oh, well, you know, people with money want to live forever, Shane. They don't. don't That's just mad insane. You know, people with money should die. They want they want to live forever. Well, there's some scientists that believe there's no there's no reason why we couldn't live forever. It's, your, it's just a matter of getting our cells to work. Yeah, your blood your blood in your cells, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of complicated. It, the the DNA really is what it boils down to. Like your DNA replicating, uh-huh. it it's after a while it starts screwing up for whatever reason. And scientists are saying if they can correct that, then it could prevent aging. So very, very possible. And not only that, you could have it. Okay. So you have one way is you have genetic stuff to, to make you young or you upload your consciousness into like a virtual environment, like the matrix. They're getting really close to doing that. Live forever. Or, or you could put your, your brain in like a robot, you know, and, and then, and then you, you live, you, you experience things through the robot, like the, the way they do in uh, Warhammer. But you won't feel things. You can't feel the wind. You can't feel the wet. You can't feel, you know, you won't be able to feel. Well, give it a couple of thousand years and it'll be like Star Trek when they try to make data into it. Yeah, so what you'd have to do is you eventually get the technology to where you can feel. Um, you just simulate what the chemicals are that, you know, that your brain thinks it's feelings. You just, you do the same thing. What do you do, though? We live forever. What can, what you, all right, Shane, boom, you're going to live forever. What are you, you going to do? You live with- well, okay, so there's a story in uh, y'all know Conan the Barbarian, yeah. So there's a story that Conan was talking about where there's this legend of, of this city where everybody lives forever. And Conan said, Well, if that's how they if they live forever, then it must be paradise. So, of course, you know, he goes to the city and it is not paradise. So, you have these, these people that are living forever and then they just get bored, they get bored with everything, like. Everything is boring to them, you know. They, there's no excitement because they've done everything, they've been everywhere. They've they've indulged in everything you can indulge in life. Um, and then so eventually, what they do is when they get, you know, to a certain point when they've just had enough, they jump off of a cliff. And they were saying they would go to some magical away land or whatever, some magical paradise. And like Conan through his adventures, he goes down to the bottom of the cliff where they've been jumping off of, and there's like a huge pile of their dead bodies, and there's bugs eating them. And he's like, well, the hell, man, you know, this is all a lie. They they're wasting their gift. You know, they can live forever. And this is how they they choose to kill themselves. Like, so living forever must be miserable. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I, it's hard to say if you would want to live forever, because the thing is, is that, you know, at some point you're going to get tired of things. You know, even the, uh, you know, our religion where it's promising of ever, you know, everlasting life. I mean, what the hell? I mean, think, you know, after a few million years pass, I mean, what are you going to be? I mean, what, what you, you know, how can you exist for that long? I, I, I mean, guess, 
it, it would work right now, though, Shane. We're traveling to the stars. All right, you can be the first one on Mars. Why? Because I can live forever. I, it, will, it won't matter to me, you know, when I get over there, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one way we could venture out into space is if we get our DNA to where we can live forever. Then we could travel, you know, we could travel to a star, and it would take trillions of years to get there, but we could do it. And, you know, and that may be the solution to how we – because eventually our planet, I mean – Eventually, our sun will blow up and eat our planet, and then it'll be nothing left. So, at some point, you know, we will have to move off the Earth. I mean, it's inevitable. We have to do it. <laughs> Sorry to tell but, you, kids. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be a long, long, long yeah. time from now. Like, very – you got to think how the world is now compared to how it was, a, you know, a million or two million years ago. You know, how different will things be then? And – um but yeah, we're gonna have to at some point. We got to leave the earth. Abandon ship. Stay. Yeah, abandon like a boat. And and uh, well, the problem we have right now is we haven't figured out a way to travel like that. I mean, we could we could launch a ship out into space, but people aren't gonna live. You'd have to have a ship that was capable of sustaining a civilization for generation after generation. So you'd have like a whole family that just lives on a spaceship. And their kids and their grandkids and their great grandkids. I mean, it would just be this huge society of, of spaceship people traveling into the stars. Sounds awful, Shane. Sounds awful. Like a long wait. I, I would be the, the master of mankind and I would lead the human race to galactic victory. <laughs> Start a war with anything? That planet? We'll call it a war. We'll conquer yeah. that planet. There's no humans on it. We're taking it. <laughs> that's, our, that's our planet now. <laughs> Mine. I see it. We can live on it. We're taking it. Well, that's that's the thing, you know, when we if we we have a lot of problems here on Earth and you know when we leave, we if we don't have those problems solved, we're just gonna take them with us. Well, so, it, you know. isn't that on Halo, Shane? Like we travel to the stars, we got there, it was great. Then we just start fighting. <laughs> we start fucking fighting again, you know. Well, in that one, we didn't have a choice. Like the aliens, they contacted, like when the humans first landed, they they wiped them out. Like they wiped out the whole colony. They didn't explain why. They didn't tell them why. They just killed them all. And so, like the humans didn't even know they were under attack until it was too late. You know, it was hard for them to understand what was what was actually happening. And the uh, covenant didn't care. They were going to wipe out all of humanity, and you know that was their mission. And uh, you know, we were able to fight back eventually, but it took for I mean, we almost lost. If you look at the Halo universe, when they when they first get when they get to Earth, like they almost took it all over. You know, that was almost the end game. But we were able to, uh, you know, fight back and, and win the day. And now we're now we're poised to rule the galaxy once again, which that seems like that's a problem, because when you get to Halo five, they tell you that humans are the reason why the galaxy went to shit in the first place. And yeah, now they're back. You know, they found the flood. And they um, unleashed a flood on the galaxy. Man, a flood. They were that's a bad boys right there. A flood. Man. Actually, no. It, what, did the Didex make the flood? I can't remember where the Didex fit into it, but I think the Didex was up against humanity for whatever reason. And, like, humanity had ruled the – it didn't start off that way. It's kind of like the story of the Covenant. Like, the humans slowly moved out in space, but then they eventually became, like, the rulers and had built everything. That's why the um, – when they finally get to the ark that's buried in the middle of the earth, they have to have a human to activate it because it's it's built by humans. And that's why the, the guilty spark calls Master Chief Reclaimer because he knows that he's human. You know, um, it's just one of those things where we just, you know, 
they they deemed that didact or whatever his race was deemed that we weren't we were just weren't not ready we couldn't handle it you know well uh uh say i want to change it real quick while it's fresh in my mind and in the um warhammer 40k let's go to the beginning the very beginning what started the war like what's what started it was it the same thing um, that the, the humans go into space and meet something and war started or something come to earth or something started? like when was the well very first the war? starting point is when the emperor got his powers like he had he basically when he becomes when he when he when he gets his powers he starts pulling the strings behind mankind like all of our evolutionary developments and our jumps and our government like am i am i wrong aaron didn't wasn't the emperor like um behind the scenes of everything so yeah uh how warhammer 40k is centered is around what the emperor did and to understand what he did you got to understand how he became to live so as a as a young child like three or four years old he didn't have access to his powers. What happened is, and then, so the 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 Warhammer 40k universe hasn't really decided which story is true. But there's two there's two types of stories. One story is that he was born the most powerful psychic ever, and then two uh, is that these mystical shamans they did a ritual where they all died and became one being after they died, and then that being was reborn as the emperor. So you had like 12 or 20 or whatever it was, mystical men that had psychic powers that all killed themselves at one time because they saw what um, chaos gods were doing in the next reality. They saw how evil they were, and they realized that they needed to they needed to unite their powers in order to be able to fight those evil forces. So it was order versus chaos, the chaos gods being the entities in the next reality and order being one being leading one race to rule everything. And is, so is, is that two separate books? Is that book? Well, the book that I just read, the book that I just read, it told the story that the master of mankind he realized he had powers one day and his uncle murdered his father. And this is, this is when mankind was still a tribal species. They, um, they moved from water to water. They hunted animals, they skinned them for clothing. That's when the emperor was alive. And I'm sorry, that's when he was a child. And uh, when his uncle murdered his father and he realized that he had done it because he had psychic powers by then, he killed his uncle. And he realized that, that you know, this was the first murder um, ever committed. I guess I don't I don't know what they what they were going with there, but um, they when that happened, the emperor realized that mankind needed rulers, needed leadership, and so like Shane was saying, is that he stayed you know quiet and just built up wealth, built up uh, technology, he built up understanding and scientific techniques, and uh, he just amassed this enormous and uncalculable fortune. And when the time was right, he stepped forward. And um, this is, this is like, you know, the year 30,000, you know, it's, it's 30,000 years from now is when this is happening. So science has done all kinds of incredible things. By the time the emperor steps up, mankind has moved to all these different planets. And for a little while there was, you know, prosperity, but there's an alien race that uh, became, you know, psychic themselves. 
and they created another chaos God because things got so bad, right? When they created that kid, and this is a, a chaos entity that lives in another reality. When that happened, they created um, in real space, when the, in the space that we live in, they created all these violent storms and it separated people and their planets from other planets. They couldn't reach them by radio. They couldn't travel by spaceship. Uh, you know, like people were having nightmares. Um, people were getting possessed by demons. Uh, demons were pouring out into the real world. It was, it was really a big old mess. And uh, that's when the emperor, you know, got separated from all the other human planets. And it didn't just last for like a year. It lasted for a long time. And they, I think they called it the age of strife or something like that. And so he lost all control over the human race or he, he didn't have control yet. He lost any hopes of getting control over the human race because everything got separated. And so what he started to do is like the, the planet earth, they, they call it Terra. Terra fell into war because uh, they needed resources from all these other planets to keep it going. And they were running out. Well, when, the, when that storm happened, then they their supplies were lost and so uh nations started going against nation and they fell into like a barber uh like a, a post-apocalypse state and the uh the emperor that's when he he revealed himself as a, as a leader he had this huge army that he had been working on he had all kinds of technological advances he had been working on because he was working in secret and he had this huge fortress that he had built and uh he just went to all these other countries and just took them over he took over what was left and so after, like, um, after about a, a century of, of fighting other human leaders, he ended up winning all the battles. And then after he had gotten Terra under his control and the storms had stopped and mankind was able to travel from planet to planet again, that's when he started going back out and fighting the aliens. When they, uh, was there ever any like peace talks with the aliens in the beginning? Was there ever like any there, kind of? Yeah, there was uh, a couple of times if you read the Horace Heresy novels where they were actually able to work with the aliens, but then somebody would reveal some sort of scheme. They would reveal some sort of objective. Um, so how how the uh, the Horace Heresy began is um, one of the Space Marines was a servant of the Chaos Gods. His name's Erebus. Rebus was a servant of the chaos gods. And that was actually, he had done that before the emperor showed up and made him a space Marine. And um, he had planned things to where Horus, who was the guy that ended up turning traitor was going to be at a planet around a certain alien species. And he got there and he started finding out about these aliens. And he realized that they had a blade that was uh, corrupted by these chaos uh, entities that live in the other dimension. And so he used that blade to to hurt Horus. And instead of healing him, which he was lying to other people saying that, hey, you need to come with me. These pe people are going to do a ritual and it's going to save his life. And they were desperate. They're like, well, we shouldn't be doing magical practices or arcane rituals on our, our most powerful military leader. But we need him to live. He's leading this entire military operation against the galaxy. If he dies, our dreams die with him. So – they took him down for this ritual, and the problem was that when they saved his life, they gave him over to chaos, and chaos took control of him, and then it's when he turned traitor. And that's how all of our heresy happened, and everything's been shit since then. Is Are there argument points in the books that, that one fan would say something, another fan said, no, I don't believe in that 
chapter or those books. They don't go with the, what I know. Um, as 40K. Yeah, some people have pointed out some inconsistencies. That's why Shane got me a book while I was in high school called The Inquisition War. And people are looking at that book like, nah, that, that book's not canon. That, that doesn't fall in with the lore of the story. It's just good reading. Which I got to say, man, The Inquisition War was one of my favorite trilogies ever. It was good. It was it was a good trilogy, and it, it, it talks about a guy actually meeting with the emperor and talking with him after he's been sitting in the same spot for thousand years, and his his mind's all fractured. He's got like multiple personalities. He uh, he talks to himself and shit, and that's the only way he can function is that he has to split his mind up because the thing about the emperor is that he's the most powerful psychic that's ever lived, right? Well, while he sits on this life support system, he's not only you know, showing human ships how to travel in space. He's also keeping the gate closed, keeping out a horde of demons from entering into the planet because he had this portal set up and one of his uh, generals busted that portal open. And so he had to system to keep the demons from coming in and taking over the planet and killing everybody. Because when I say the demons are innumerable, there, there's no end. They just keep coming, and um, they can't live, you know, in in our reality forever. But uh, so he keeps that portal shut, and so a part of them has to do that, and then another part of them has to guide ships in space, and then another part of them has to actually give signs to his followers through the um, what's called the tarot cards. These people play cards, and it, it helps them see the future. That's a lot. Can can we jump to 50k? I thought it was 40k, but is there some book that jumps to? They're in the they're in the next they're in the next chapter right now. Um, what they're doing? So you had 30k, where all the his, all the heresy began and the civil war happened with humans. Now you got 40k, and now you got 40k. It's it's moving ahead into 41k, so it's going to the next 1,000 or 10,000 years, right? No, no, one, yeah. It's moving into the next 1,000 years. And so what happened is one of the generals from the year 30,000, he's awake. He's, a, he's back. He was, a, he was asleep in a, in a stasis, and they did some sort of ritual, and he's back now. And uh, he, had, he had given a secret mission to somebody 10,000 years ago, and he said, I want you to make the space marines more perfect. I want you to make them bigger, stronger. They need to have faster reaction times. They need to be able to heal faster and fight better. And so 10,000 years later, his name's Gilliman. Gilliman's back, and he's got a massive army behind him, and he reinforces every Space Marine battalion out there. He's got 100,000 new troops that are bigger and better than the, the, the original troops that were already there. Hmm. So he's bringing these new guys into the battle. And at this time, the chaos forces are like coming back in and they're ready to start taking the fight back into the uh, non-chaos forces. And uh, it's about to get real ugly real quick. And when, when the chaos forces show up, they, um, you know, they give people over to possession. They bring in demon princes. They start torturing slaves and sacrificing people. Um, it gets it gets really bad. And you you've got like tens of thousands of these guys that are working together. They've got battleships. They've got uh, Terminator armor. They've got tanks. They, I mean, they got it all. And, um, you know, some of them, they can't die because when, when they become a demon prince of chaos, you can kill the physical body, but their spiritual energy goes back to the chaos realm 
and that's where they, they wait until they can come back again. And so even though you, you beat chaos, you can't kill chaos. That was the emperor's goal. The emperor's goal was not to destroy chaos, but to keep chaos from having any access to the physical realm. And what he wanted to do was he wanted to be the only human psychic. And when every human psychic was, was, was nullified and no longer had psychic power, then he was going to destroy his own psychic power. That's that's a quite a goal. Thousands a year, like man. That's a... Oh yeah, yeah. Harsh, harsh universe. Yeah, it was it was a huge undertaking, and and when he revealed this plan to some of his uh, some of his subordinates, they couldn't believe it. They're like, one person is going to do all this. There's no way. And he said, no, it's it's not the it's not just that. There's no way. It's necessary. It has to happen this way because if we don't do this, then the chaos forces are going to take over the human race, and we'll die. And he was right about that. So there's another alien race that says the, the future could have played out in two ways. If the emperor had won the fight and lived, then the human race would have expanded. The chaos gods would have saw that he was too big of a threat. They would have invaded the universe and destroyed it. Now, without that happening, the, the, the emperor is not alive and walking around, but he's just not dead, right? He's on life support. If he would have just died, if Horus would have just killed him, then the human race would have destroyed itself and the chaos gods would have ceased to exist. Unless they found another species they could do, they could take over. Yeah, but the humans were the most psychically active and psychically powerful. So unless one rose up that was more powerful than humans, it wasn't going to be enough. That was the idea. That was the idea, yeah. Did you so have, did you start reading the did you start reading the Grey Knights, John? No, my book's not here yet. So if it don't come tomorrow, I'm gonna make a phone call like man, someone porch pirate my shit, you know, I'm gonna be pissed off that, you know, that's what happened. So Well, you gotta think about it. The, the whoever whoever the porch pirate was would be highly disappointed. Oh, this is a book? Great. So they probably just throw it right out the window. Did y'all see that one prank that this guy did where he Somebody kept stealing packages off his stuff, so he created this elaborate bomb for them. Yep. Oh, they cr- so, did you see this, John? The, the glitter bomb part. Yeah, he made a glitter bomb, and that, that, had, was, like, pretty, that was pretty dope, man. That was badass. He was like, I like the people's reaction. Like, what the fuck? What the smell? And man, shit's everywhere. Like, yeah, wasn't what do you care? You fucking stole it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what makes people think that it's okay to take that stuff. I don't know. I don't know what the desperate saying. Desperate times call for desperate measures. But those guys are driving nice cars. Like I didn't see oh, anybody okay. driving a POS. <laughs> yeah, they don't have no excuse. People with money saying you know? more money, or they want free stuff, or they love that feel of getting something, or showing it off that they stole it or something. Opportunity, like, man. You got struck while the iron's hot. Yeah. You, you know, know, I'll give credit. There was this one family that house we were living in when we lived next to the football stadium. Um, I had just signed up for my first ever online action figure subscription service. So basically once a month, I was going to have an action figure delivered to my house. Well, it just so happened the first month that that started, we moved to another house. So the first one that came in, came in while I wasn't there because we weren't living there anymore. And so like I would, I would take off from my lunch break at work to wait by the mailbox to see if you know the mail would run. And I never caught it. And so finally, one day I look online, it says, well, we delivered the package. So it's like, son of a bitch. So I go to the house and mind you, we'd only been out of the place for a month. And like there was beer cans all over the fucking place. Like I had like 
bags and bags of beer cans in the backyard. I mean, it was packed. And I was like, we just, we just moved out of here. And like, there was two junk cars in the driveway and then there was a <laughs> shit on the radio and shit. <laughs> machines and, and lawnmowers taken apart everywhere. And it was just like, what the hell? So I knocked on the door and, uh, and this little kid answered. Well, no, first it was a mom, but she didn't speak English. So this kid came in and I told him, I was like, Hey man, uh, I got a package delivered here a few days ago. I was wondering if you guys had seen it. And he was like, hold on. And like, I'm sitting there waiting for like 15 minutes. And he comes out, sure enough, he's got the fucking package. He's like, is this what you wanted? And I was like, yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And he's like, no, it's all good. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, here's five bucks. And she kept it safe for me. And he's like, you know what? You just keep the five bucks, man. I was like, all right, well, shit. Okay. Here, here. <laughs> I'm surprised. He didn't want you $5, Shane. I'm surprised if he didn't want you five bucks. It's surprising. Yeah, no. I mean, this was a kid. So it wasn't like he was some grown up. He just... It was a really nice gentleman. I mean, you know, here's your. Not only do you get your toy, you get your. You keep your five dollars too. Did that? Did that company go under saying because they couldn't meet the demand? Oh yeah, making a toy every yeah, month. Ma- ma- yeah, Maddie Collector uh, tanked. They 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 became defunct. They had a flat. I, I think a lot of it had to do with Toys R Us going under. Like Mattel, Mattel really relies on Toys R Us, and so when they tanked, Maddie tanked, and. The, the problem is they didn't evolve their product. Like the Mattel stuff, the action figures have been the same for the last 15 years. So if you don't evolve, you don't innovate, then, you know, people are going to get tired of it after didn't a while. We, didn't we used to say that? Look, oh, look, it's just his head on this body. I mean, his head on this body. Look, the same damn body, you know, it's just yeah. a different head, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, you get tired of that after a while, you know. You want to see something new. How many Batman do you own right now, Shane? How many Batman figures? God. Uh... I mean, it's at least 40-something, I think. Yeah, and he wants something new. He's got the same fucking Batman. Well, that's what Sarah was like. She's like, why don't you sell one of your Batmans? And I'm like, oh, because I, I like that one, and this one's rare. And she's like, yeah, but you got so many of them. I'm like, well, okay, but which one do I get rid of? I don't know which one I want to get rid of. I like them all. You know? They're all different in their own. Like, isn't one like silver, one's dark gray? One's yeah, past, I got I got one like that. And... Yeah, just as bad as Iron Man. One. Shit. Yeah, I have a bunch of Iron Man too. Same thing, you know. You know, battle damage, yeah. different color, different shade of color. You know, what... I got I got a bunch of Batman, uh, Iron Man, Superman, Thor, Captain America. Oh, got a bunch of those. I got a few Spider Mans too. That reminds me, uh, the trailer for Endgame came out, and they're wearing the white suits. Some I remember yeah. someone said the white the toys came out and they see them in the white suits and one of the guys said hold on up that ne- that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be wearing white suits that's just a toy they come up the suits I'm like why you got a lot of people why 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 you got a lot of people yeah. <laughs> no that a lot of movie studios get in trouble because their their toys come out and they reveal you know what's going to be in the movie that happened with uh the Justice League like we didn't know what Steppenwolf would look like and then the Steppenwolf figure comes out and then. And Wonder Woman, they didn't know that Ares was going to be the bad guy, and then yeah. Ares is the building. Yeah, Ares, and now with yeah. Shazam, like they have the Shazam family, like all the kids, they're in their costume. They got Mary Marvel, Freddie Freeman, you know, the the three other kids that are in the family. Like they got them in action figures, all suited up in their power suits. So does that mean somewhere in the movie, Shane, you might see another one? Might pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, no. I, I got a good feeling you're going to see the Shazam family show up at the end, and that's how they take Doctor Savannah as they split up. Maybe I think Easter egg saying you know, flat out it's just the Rock showing up in his Shazam. I mean his uh, black it's, it's, costume. Yeah, very- it's either going to be the Rock or it's going to be Superman. One of the two, Henry Cavill or the Rock. 
It's the, the Easter egg. Yeah. It's Chain, guys. We got to go. All right, guys. So that was another exciting episode of uh, Big Beefing. Oh, yeah. I want to give Aaron props for actually calling it Big Beefing on y'all's other podcast. I know, right? Nice. See, he did it. I didn't, he didn't say it either, but he said it. He said, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's the Big Beefing show. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I hate did that. Just, I hate that damn thing. Did you just admit defeat? Why do you hate Big Beefing? What's wrong with it? It sounds dumb, dude. That's all I'm saying. See? And you, you, you laugh because you think it's funny to have other people saying it because it does sound dumb. <laughs> we're, we're, we're Big Beefing now. Let's see, we're Big Beefing now. Everybody's Big Beefing. We're all Big Beefing now. <laughs> it's like the fucking clown. We all float down here. All right, y'all have a good night, man. All right. You can wrap it up. All right, everybody. Good night. Have a good night. Talk to you later. Later. Later.